When tax time comes around, are you being reactive or proactive? Do you find yourself swimming in a sea of questions? Like, is it better to do my tax return cheaply? How do I know if I'm doing them the right way? Welcome to the Tax Answers Advisor with Marcelino Dodge. Today, we'll answer these questions and many more. Sharpen your pencils and take some notes. Now, here is your host, Marcelino Dodge. Good day to all. Welcome to the Tax Answers Advisor. This is Marcelino Dodge, up to show number 26 on a six-month ride here so far that just hopefully will be never-ending. Certainly want to thank all the listeners around the world. I certainly appreciate a nice worldwide audience as well. And anything that comes up on this program as we sit and discuss and I share this uh, vital information for you, you're always welcome to visit the website, which is cashtracksfinancial.com or email me, which is success at cashtracksfinancial.com. Give me a call. It's 844-394-4287. And today, in just a couple minutes, we're going to talk about, does the American Rescue Plan rescue America? Going to take a tax perspective on the legislation passed just a few weeks ago and get you updated uh, to prepare for the changes and some of the things that uh, were unexpectedly in that legislation that also uh, is not necessarily helping right away and hopefully is... uh, As we go through this, you'll have some good information that will help you to plan forward as we try to help you to always prepare for anything regarding taxes. Of course, some of the big news that's happened just recently is the legislation that allows the PPP loans to be extended from March 31st down into May. So that'll help many small businesses to continue processing their applications and even some of those individuals who are still getting caught up on their taxes Uh, perhaps all the way back as far as 2019. Hopefully, they'll all get caught up. We also appreciate this week the IRS did announce that some tax deadlines are extended because last week, as we heard, that the uh, deadline was extended from April 15th to May 17th, but additional guidance came out that that deadline will also apply for contributions to your uh, IRA and still deducted for 2020. And also HSAs uh, as well, those health savings accounts, those are very important for some individuals. So it's very nice to get clear guidance there. And here's an unusual uh, thought is I hadn't thought about this, but the IRS will also be allowing you to, if you haven't filed your 2017 tax return, the IRS will be allowing you to still claim your refund for 2017 as long as you file that tax return before April, before May 17th. So that is a good thing if you haven't filed for 2017. Now keep in mind, if you haven't filed your 2017 return, you're going to have to mail it in. And my recommendation is, one, If you're mailing that in under the current circumstances, because you will have to, because you cannot electronically file it, because the only years that can be filed are 2018, 2019, and 2020. Make sure if you submit your 2017 tax return and you're getting a refund, make sure, or even if you're making a payment, make sure that you send that return certified mail return receipt requested so that you know that they have it. 
Because one thing is, under the current circumstances, you may be waiting not only the normal six to eight weeks, but you could be waiting three to four months for your refund. Just saying, that's our recommendation to always be prepared when you do an older return like that. But of course, if you haven't filed 2017, make sure you get that in. Because if you don't, you will absolutely lose that refund if you don't get it submitted by May 17th. Now, if you do have estimated tax payments you're making for 2021, those are still due on April 15th. So don't let that date fool you as far as being put off, but April 15th for any estimated tax payments for the year. Make sure you get those in. We do know in regards to the American Rescue Plan, some stimulus payments are still going out. Millions of individuals have received them. Now, those who normally do not file a tax return, which is a lot of uh, those who are on some type of disability or on Social Security, uh, they may receive those by April 7th. The IRS released out today because they're going to start sending some of those out this week. So that is uh, good news for all of those individuals because we've had some actually inquiring of us uh, about why we ha- why they haven't gotten it. Well, it's just part of the process. just has to keep on going out there. Now, as part of the American Rescue Plan, there are those, of course, who received unemployment throughout 2020, and this is a mid-2020 tax season adjustment, which uh, we weren't sure when this was being proposed exactly what was going to happen, but anyway, as we know, and it's been come out and reported in the news, the first 10200 of unemployment received is considered non-taxable. Now, this particular amount 10200 that is per taxpayer. If you have a married couple that both received unemployment, then each of them will get $10,200 of, of unemployment that is non-taxable. Now, that, that's only individually. So if you have uh, a husband who, say, got 15000 and a wife who got 5000 Uh, some of that husband's unemployment is going to be considered taxable because it doesn't join together. It's only individual. So the wife's $5,000 wouldn't be, and $10,200 of the husband's uh, would not be taxable. But whatever is above that $10,200 for the husband in that case would still be taxable on a per-taxpayer basis. Now, it's interesting to think about. There are some opportunities on this, and certainly you need to talk Uh, to your tax professional or contact this office regarding this, is that this applies to incomes under uh, $150,000 is what this exclusion applies to. And this is the same limit, which is really weird about it. This limit is same whether you're single or you're married, $150,000. So in calculating that $150,000 for that limit, though, which is a nice uh, feature of this is that this does not include the unemployment income now because they took that out of there as a result of the legislation. Now, still, for some individuals, there could be some opportunities here where maybe a married couple, uh, to get the unemployment non-taxable, it may be to their benefit to do married filing separately if they're in that particular income bracket in that income area, or if you can... Uh, there's other planning opportunities available. Depending on circumstances, you may be able to contribute like uh, to an IRA or 
or maybe to an HSA for that matter if you have a qualified insurance plan that allows you to make a contribution to an HSA. So that's some some good thoughts there if you have not filed it, if you were waiting to file your tax return until after they finished doing whatever they were doing with this legislation to finally get it done, then those are some thoughts as far as what you can actually do. Now, if you had already filed your tax return, the instructions have come out, do not file an amended return because the IRS is supposed to, now it has come out, they're going to start issuing refunds in May uh, for those who qualify once you once they take out the uh, the unemployment out of the tax return. Now, we don't really know how long that's going to take or who's going to be covered by that, but we know some people are going to start in May and it's going to proceed May into June. And like anything with the IRS, it's going to be basically hurry up and wait. Uh, if you don't get it in May, you may get it in June. You don't get it in June, you may get it in July. So it's just going to be wait. And even at that, it's still better than filing an amended return. And the reason that is, is because if you file an amended return, then you're still looking at three to four months and maybe even five under current circumstances uh, to try to do that. Even now, even though we may, we're filing amended returns electronically now, it still would be best just let the IRS sort it out because you will probably in this circumstance actually be waiting less time. Now, another area that's of concern here, I want to make sure and point out in regards to this unemployment, is that some states are not following along with the IRS, and that's where you have to make sure and check with your local state as to what their particular uh, uh, stand is on this with the federal level not taxing the unemployment. You do have some states, of course, like Wyoming and Texas, that do not have any federal income tax. No big deal there. Don't have to make any adjustments because it's only a federal income tax. But you do have other states uh, throughout the country that do have a state income tax at the level. Some of the states do not tax unemployment. So that's why I say you got to check with your state. Other states do tax unemployment as part of uh, just regular taxable income. And so you got to take a look and see if maybe in some states or your state, and this certainly where you're a tax professional, and we can certainly find out for you as well as for our clients. What we do is we look at this particular state and say, okay, this is what this state is doing. And so, okay, subtracted from the federal unemployment or the unemployment subtracted from the federal taxable income. So, hey, in this state, you're good. But in another state, it's subtracted from the federal, but because of what the state itself is doing, we may need to take that unemployment amount and we may need to add it back in. So that's where we just got to go from state to state and make sure that whatever uh, is appropriate for the state you're in, because I can't speak for all states, because I don't know what all states are doing, but what we do want to make sure is make sure we know as we go look at the states and see exactly what each state is doing or your particular state is doing because that's going to be vital as to whether your state return is accurate or, or if uh, there are any changes that even need to be made on your state returns. For Basically, if you've, um, it just really depends because some states may follow it. So you may, you may need to amend a state return because states may not make the adjustment 
uh, as the IRS does, if the state is going to go ahead and follow what the federal is doing on the unemployment. So you're just going to need to, once again, just see what the state is doing, and hopefully your tax professional can help you with that in that scenario. If we haven't done your tax return yet, and you're looking for someone, we can certainly help you with that in determining what your state rules are going to be. On a side note here, for the year 2020, this was and a very interesting uh, thought when I come across this, is that just in the year 2020 alone, there was over 9,000 pages of new tax law. Wow. And that's why one of the reasons this, this show is going on is to help you to muddle through those uh, pages, help you to have a good personal understanding of that so you can uh, really know what you're doing and find the help that you need because getting through this tax law is is basically like swimming through the Pacific Ocean. We're trying to swim from the United States over to China on the Pacific Ocean because it's it's a lot of information to take in and a lot to keep up with there just in publications and IRS releases and so on. So just a good point to keep in mind. And then like this unemployment thought here that I just went through, it's it's a lot to take in. Now another thought, another update that came along in with the rescue America plan, the American Rescue Plan anyway, is with the premium tax credit. Well, first of all, we got to say, well, what is the premium tax credit? Well, when you go to one of your the insurance exchange, whether it's an exchange set up by your state or the federal exchange that was set up for health insurance, uh, you enter in all your information, you enter in income information and all of that, and they determine how much of a premium tax credit that you you will receive towards your health insurance because it's an advanced credit is what it is based on what your income is. And so as you purchase your health insurance uh, and for several years, those who have been getting health insurance on the exchanges have been getting a 1095A. And this 1095A shows... uh, what your premium was, what your second highest uh, silver plan was that they're calculating your premium tax credit wa- is, and then it also shows you how much of a premium tax credit that you received. And this credit is for those at least under the way it had been before this law. It was calculated based on your income up to 400% of the poverty level. So if you were 400% of the poverty level or lower, you qualified for some type of advanced premium tax credit. Now, as I mentioned, you get a 1095A form, which you brought into your tax professional, and I see these throughout the tax season. And what happens with them is that i got to take the information on that form and then come back and reconcile it with their income. And in some cases, some individuals, because of a change of income from what they reported to the exchange, they may get a little bit more of a credit. Others, however... If their income all of a sudden exceeded the 400% or other circumstances happened, they may have to pay back some of that credit that they received or in some cases all of that credit because of where their income fell or maybe their filing status, whatever, there had been a payment required in prior years. Now, this is a mid-season change as well, is that if you had filed your tax return and already paid back a premium tax credit that you were required to pay pay by the way the rules were and stated, well, still kind of waiting for guidance on this one. We've got the guidance on the 
unemployment insurance or unemployment pay income because what happened here on the premium tax credit is that for some reason they included, well, if you overpaid the credit or if you, over, or if you received too much credit, you don't have to pay it back. So once again, one of those areas that where in the world, how's this going to fit in with those who have paid back the credit? Are they going to get a refund? I mean, I haven't seen anything yet, so we still need some guidance on how that's going to be handled. Maybe a, an amended return will need to be filed. I don't know. We're going to wait and see. Now, for 2020 and 2021, this 400% rule, at least going to 21, because we've seen the exchanges open again. Oh, they did a special open enrollment so you could enroll in insurance if you would like. Well, they're not using this 400% rule. They're using this 8.5% uh, of income rule. So they're going to adjust how they calculate that. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a short break. Now I'm going to talk about the premium tax credit for just a little bit longer when we return and then go into some other areas and changes that happen with the American Rescue Plan as to, once again, does it really rescue America? I'm going to give you the information. I'm going to let you decide the answer to that question yourself. We're going to be back in just a couple minutes here. You've been listening to this is Marcelino Dodge on the Tax Answers Advisor here on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Are you wanting to grow wealth faster, save time, and build a nest egg? Hire a tax pro who makes you money and does more than just file your tax return. Marcelino Dodge at Cash Tracks Financial identifies your key numbers, works year-round to improve your numbers, keeps you compliant, and helps you achieve goals faster. Call Marcelino Dodge today, 719-336-8739 to schedule your free tax strategy review. Call 336-8739 or visit CashTracksFinancial.com. Many people want to build wealth or grow their business faster but do not know what specific numbers to look at that actually help build monthly cash flow. Hire a tax pro who makes you money and does more than just file your tax return. Marcelino Dodge at Cash Tracks Financial identifies your key numbers, works year-around to improve your numbers, keeps you compliant, and helps you achieve goals faster. Schedule your free tax strategy review by calling 719-336-8739 or visit CashTracksFinancial.com. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tax Answers Advisor with host Marcelino Dodge. To reach our program today, please call in. The number is 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to success at cashtracksfinancial.com. Now, back to the Tax Answers Advisor. Welcome back. This is Marcelino Dodge and the Tax Answers Advisor. 
Really appreciate you listening to today's program about the American Rescue Plan, taking a perspective on it from the tax standpoint and the mess that they created, which is usually what happens when Congress gets together and talks about taxes. We certainly appreciate, as we were talking about just before the break, about the premium tax credit, how they just happened to tweak that a little bit and make it so that no repayments are required for 2020. Don't sure how they're going to handle it, but we're going to kind of wait and see, I guess. As soon as we get further guidance, we'll be happy to share it on this program. Also, they're adjusting to use an 8.5% of income to help determine how much of the premium tax credit you will receive. Now, an interesting twist in this for the premium tax credit is that if you receive unemployment in the year 2021, regardless of how much income you have, regardless, they're going to give you the premium tax credit at 133% of the poverty level, which basically means you're going to get just about, you're going to get pretty close to the maximum amount of the premium tax credit you can get. That's that's just if you receive some unemployment. So if you, basically, if you have unemployment part of the year, but then you're employed at a really good job the rest of the year, well, you're still going to get this premium tax credit. So it's interesting twist in there, but we'll let you decide what you think of that. Another adjustment, and this is a 2021 adjustment only, at least based on current law and the recording of this broadcast. This is a 2021 only adjustment for the child tax credit, which for 20, which in prior years, well, last few years has been $2,000 with up to $1,400 refundable. Well, through the American Rescue Plan, what has been done is that this has been increased to $3,000 as well as you can go up to and including age 17 of dependents who qualify to receive this credit on. And then if, then also with this particular credit, it's been jumped up to 3600 if your child is under age 6. So how does this come about? Well, it's just the way the rule was. It's, like I mentioned, it's fully refundable. Also with this, it's going to be interesting to see how this works because they're planning on starting advance payments of this in July, which basically means if you have, if you qualify for the $3,000, you are supposed to start getting $250 a month. If you qualify for the $3,600, you are going to start getting $300 a month. It's supposed to start in July. Now, one thing that has not been talked about very much with this is there supposed to be some type of portal or some type of way a parent can go in and say, you know, I don't really want to get this advance payment. I want to opt out. Uh, And that's supposed to be up and operating by June, perhaps, where a parent can go in and say, I want to opt out of this. So it's going to be interesting to see how that develops. But yet it's also thinking about any, and this, of course, would apply to new children that are born in the year 2021 as well, but you may not get the advance payments for those children until you actually file the tax return for 2021 a year from now in 2022. So does this benefit really uh, help ones now? Well, uh, 
going to let you decide that because this lot, biggest part of these benefits you don't get till a year from now when you file a tax return. That's just putting it out there, letting you decide exactly what, well, form your own opinion on it, frankly. This is just what the information is. So you you figure out about that child tax. Sounds good on paper, but the implementation, we're going to be interested to see how it actually works out. Another area that is a 2021 adjustment only. That's on the dependent daycare credit, which previously was 3000 per child or 6000 uh, per per family, basically, is what the maximum amount was you could take a credit on on your tax return. While they have increased that, and this is for 2021 only, where you can take a credit for up to $8,000. That's not the credit amount, but the amount paid is $8,000. You can get or $16,000 per family. Now we see, again, this is only 2021, and if you're paying for day dependent daycare through the year, you're not going to really get a benefit from this credit until next year when you file the tax return. It does have a phase-out at $150,000. The other change on this credit is that it is a fully refundable credit, and it goes up to a 50% credit rate. So once again, you sit there, you decide, okay, is this benefiting me now? Well, it could, maybe, uh, because you know as you may pay out for your child care through the year 2021, which it could be picking up as uh, businesses reopen and families go, uh, parents go back to work and some kids go, in, go into daycare maybe more. It's going to be interesting to see how it develops, but you decide if this is benefiting you now, uh, but as compared to a year from now when you really get the benefits of the credit there. So just stop and you think about that. Now, there's another area that fits into here too well, the employer fringe benefit assistance. Now, employers for a long time were able to offer uh, fringe benefits distance for dependent care up to about $5,000. And that's been long going. There's some employers that offer that daycare assistance to their employees and they they do very well and it works for them now all of a sudden a new rule comes out that allows oh you can actually bump that up to ten thousand five hundred dollars for your employees uh, in daycare that are paying for daycare and you can assist them in daycare well an employer can do that if they would like and certainly if they do that's that's good for them but they're, they're not required to do so it's up to each employer whether they're going to offer that kind of benefit to their employees. But it's a good fringe assistance that employers now have that flexibility to be able to do that if they so choose to do that, which this uh, employer fringe assistance can work uh, in harmony with the dependent daycare credit in the sense that whatever an employee is not receiving a reimbursement from their employer for, they can turn around and take the dependent daycare credit, which uh, that's where a careful balance has to be in there because if you're receiving uh, a fringe benefit assistance from your employer, uh, that may reduce that dependent daycare credit. So it's very careful you got to be with all of that just to make sure that everything's according to IRS rules. So it's always nice to always double check and just not make a not make a, not, or not try to claim a credit that you may not be eligible for. But good coordination is the key there. 
Also, what we can appreciate from the uh, did does the Re- American Rescue Plan really rescue America is as we look at there were changes in sick pay. Well, because they they made some changes, of course, back when they passed the CARES Act all the way back a year ago, basically. There were some changes. There were some sick pay requirements put in there uh, for employers to provide a certain amount of sick pay for for employees who get diagnosed or have certain uh, reasons they got to stay home because of the COVID. Well, there's been some additional changes to that. And what has been happening is that now they've added voluntary sick pay that actually begins on April 1st. And this is going to be for the second and third quarter. And this is a a restart, actually, because the the sick pay first has already expired. That was used for 2020. And this is a voluntary sick pay that is being offered now for the year 2020, I mean for 2021, to go through the second and third quarters. And so if you've used it up, if you had already used some sick pay in 2020, now you got a little bit more sick pay here based in 2021 that you can use. Now, what they have gone with this and to help out and have included in this for you is the testing. So if you're going and getting tested, that can qualify for sick pay. Getting a vaccine uh, also qualifies for the sick pay. And within this, also vaccine recovery, which for some people, I guess, may be necessary if you're having some type of side effect from the use of the vaccine. It is just very, uh, very, very carefully worded so that you can do and have the sick pay if you absolutely need it there. Also within this sick pay, it qualifies for family medical leave as well, fits in with this. So you can voluntarily share in this as a business as well with this sick pay. So you can certainly help your employees if you're able to, which is another nice adjustment to it. If you're a self-employed person, not exactly completely sure how this will work for the self-employed, but you can also get some of this sick pay somehow if you're self-employed. So this is going to certainly help out those who are self-employed as well through the sick pay changes. Get a little bit more into that at another time. Now, of course, some of the big changes happened with the employee retention credit. We look back at when the CARES Act was first uh, put out and they put out the first PPP loans and talked about the employee retention credit and talked about this a lot during 2020 is that if you apply for a PPP loan, you do not qualify for the employee retention credit. That was how it started. The whole program started out uh, way back when this whole pandemic and all the recovery efforts and all the protection efforts happened and started. That's that's how it started. Uh, we do see that uh, since then, at the end of December, as well as coming into the new new year with this new line of legislation, the employee retention credit uh, now has no PPP rule. So if you got a PPP loan, you can also get the employee retention credit. Now it is a little bit uh, tricky here is because one thing, especially if you're getting second draw PPP loans, what you have to be careful of is that you cannot use the PPP loan and the retention credit 
on the same wages. So, for example, if you're in the process, which small, many small businesses now are still applying for the second round PPP money, you you can use the employee retention credit like on the first quarter of 2021. And if you're still applying for a PPP loan, you can then use that on the wages going into this second quarter of 2021. Now, of course, what is required to apply for the employee retention credit? Well, it does bring out in the rules to apply for this credit, you must have a 20% reduction in a gross gross income for from an equivalent quarter in 2019, which many businesses probably still have that even going into the beginning of 2020. But yet it doesn't have to just be in 2021. It could be like the last quarter of uh, 2020. So if you got, if you filed your 941s for 2020 and you got a reduction there, you can go back and you can actually amend that 941 and get an employee t- retention credit for that quarter. That is just a a nice little provision that certainly some employers are going to take advantage of. And I got to sit back and look at some of my employers as well and see uh, which one of those qualifies for these. And there may be some that do qualify just based on this 20% reduction that you can possibly get. So it's very nice. A rule in there. Now, this credit also, there was a percentage on this credit before. It was a 50%. Now, this credit has been increased up to 70%. Wow. Now, what this credit helps with is 70% of wages up to $10,000 per employee per quarter. So that can be a really good credit for employers to be able to use if they have that that 20% reduction that they that they qualify for. Now, this is very nice cuz it extends actually out for all of 2021. As part of this planning here and using this credit, so you need to talk to your payroll provider and help and find out And, of course, another area that I can help out with is filing for this employee retention credit, helping ones to figure this out because it is is rather complicated. I was looking at the forms before the show today while the 941 form, it's there and there's a worksheet and everything, but it can be done. It's certainly worth uh, looking into if you do qualify to get this fine credit. And even some startup businesses can qualify for this as well. That's a little bit a little bit different in doing so, but certainly it's a good a way to take a look at it and try to help out there. What we want to go ahead and think about is there are some other changes that did result from the American Rescue Plan. We're going to go ahead and, uh, yeah, we'll take a break now, and then we'll come back and we'll consider some of these uh, other changes and some other topics that we'll consider in regards to the American Rescue Plan and maybe even just just review a little bit there of what we covered today. So we're going to go ahead and take a break and certainly appreciate you listening. This is Marcelino Dodge on the Tax Answers Advisor on the Voice America Business Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you wanting to grow wealth faster, save time, and build a nest egg? 
Hire a tax pro who makes you money and does more than just file your tax return. Marcelino Dodge at Cash Tracks Financial identifies your key numbers, works year-round to improve your numbers, keeps you compliant, and helps you achieve goals faster. Call Marcelino Dodge today, 719-336-8739 to schedule your free tax strategy review. Call 336-8739 or visit CashTracksFinancial.com. Many people want to build wealth or grow their business faster but do not know what specific numbers to look at that actually help build monthly cash flow. Hire a tax pro who makes you money and does more than just file your tax return. Marcelino Dodge at Cash Tracks Financial identifies your key numbers, works year-around to improve your numbers, keeps you compliant, and helps you achieve goals faster. Schedule your free tax strategy review by calling 719-336-8739 or visit CashTracksFinancial.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tax Answers Advisor with host Marcelino Dodge. To reach our program today, please call in. The number is 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to success at cashtracksfinancial.com. Now, back to the Tax Answers Advisor. Welcome back. This is the Tax Answers Advisor with Marcelino Dodge. Uh, We've been talking about does the American Rescue Plan rescue America from a tax perspective. We've covered a lot of information today ranging from the change on unemployment where 10,200 of unemployment is not taxable at the federal level but in some states may be taxable. So if you did file your tax return and claimed your unemployment, uh, you'll be waiting uh, for a refund sometime from May beyond uh, to get some money back possibly. Also, the premium tax credit for your health insurance, there's been an adjustment. So if you made a payment back on that for 2020, you uh, may be getting some of that money back again here in the near future, but waiting for further guidance from the IRS. But otherwise, if you haven't filed, you don't have to pay back your premium tax credit if, uh, you, over, if, you, did, if you received too much this year. We got a fully refundable child tax credit now, uh, which is 3000 for uh, young people up to and including age 17 now, which is actually an adjustment from 16 uh, in prior years, but this is a 2021 adjustment only, as well as increasing uh, if your age child is under age six, you'll get up to 3,600. And of course, we talked about starting a uh, fully refundable and then this is being advanced uh, in one one twelfth of the amounts advanced payments starting in July. Going to see how that works. We had the increase in the dependent daycare credit as well, which is a 2021 adjustment only for the year, a fully refundable credit. So that's going to be uh, interesting to see how that works out. But keep in mind, you don't get this benefit until 2021. 
Employers can also increase their fringe assistance to employees for uh, dependent care up to 10500 Don't know how many employers may do this, but they may or may not. They're certainly not required to do that. And much change in the sick pay as well with voluntary sick pay beginning April 1st for the second and third quarters of 2021 as well. We talked about the employee retention credit, uh, how there's no longer connected with the PPP rule, but yet you still cannot use the credit at the same at the same wages that you res- that you use the PPP loan on, and there's certain uh, 20% reduction qualifications for that. So, and that extends through 2021 the employee retention credit. Now, some other changes that occurred. These are some other lesser-known changes. The COBRA uh, coverage uh, from 321 through 921 for employees that that leave certain businesses. There's going to be a federal uh, subsidy on this credit that employers will be uh, able to get to help the employees when they when they leave to be able to maintain their health insurance coverage after leaving an employer. Uh, there's going to be a process of how this is done with the employer, so some additional filings, but yet that'll be able to be available. It's going to be nice for those employees who maybe are losing a job or needing to make sure maintain coverage, so that's going to be very nice there. The idle, targeted idle advance uh, checks that are going out, there's some, of course, we may have received, if you got an idle advance already last year, and then you received another note, uh, from SBA saying that if you did not receive the full 10000 uh, there's a whole another application you fill out, which this is a targeted idle advance. So those who qualify to get this targeted idle advance to take you up to the full 10000 well, that is not going to be taxable now, that extra 7000 for some cases. Well, it depends on the number of employees, but whatever the difference is between what you received. So if you received 3000 you may qualify to get up the next 7000 You just fill out the, the thing, the application there that comes with the SBA, and you could get, get some additional money, which, you know, additional money is always nice when it comes in. And also, you get to retain deductions or whatever, basically whatever you pay the money with. So basically, it, it comes in, it's kind of like, Basically, it's like tax-free income that comes in, and so doing it on your books is kind of interesting. You don't want to make sure you put it as sales income because it's uh, essentially tax-free income. But yet, at the same time, a very nice adjustment that was made allows you to retain all of the deductions that go right along with it there. So we want to keep that in mind as well. Also, a very nice provision that came out uh, with the American Rescue Plan is that if you have student debt that was forgiven. In prior years, this loan debt was always uh, submitted to you on a 1099-C, and this 1099-C then, of course, was reportable on your tax return uh, as income, while those who have student loan debt that is forgiven, that is no longer taxable through 2021. So again, a very, very nice provision there. And some of these benefits from the American Rescue Plan, a few do benefit in 2020. Others do not benefit until 2021 when the tax return is going to be filed. So you decide on for yourself what you think about these various uh, 
tax provisions, and there's a few others that we're not getting into, but these are kind of the key ones that are really out there for individuals to be able to uh, have some assistance uh, during these uh, difficult times uh, extending from now and possibly, I'd say, into possibly 2021, depending on how what happens with the economy over the next few months there. Now, another area I'm going to touch on here for a little bit is uh, tax debts. You owe the IRS money. Here's some interesting information to consider here, is that at the end of 2019, before COVID-19 even hit, there were 25 million taxpayers in trouble. And so it's very, which is a pretty normal, there's always ones that owe that have tax trouble with the IRS, but that was actually a lot more than what I thought it was. There's 37% of Americans report they're going to be unable to pay their 2019 taxes due to the pandemic. So the pandemic came in, they weren't able to pay their 2019 taxes. Now, the IRS has been actually very, very good in working with ones. Uh, it's, but the problem is it's used, but some of the times the, challenges the IRS comes with is only helpful to those who actually uh, are who can actually pay the debt not those who are looking to settle the debt so that's where you got to be very very cautious but as we look at some of these things that the IRS adjustments that they made is that if you're able to pay your debt and some individuals are it's become easier to set up payment agreements for example short-term payment plans used to only be like 120 days and they've taken these and they've actually extended that up to 180 days. Also, we see a lot of businesses, you see advertisements on TV, you see advertisements on the radio for these companies that say they can help you settle your tax debt for pennies on the dollar. And they make it sound like it's just like can be an automatic uh, process with the IRS. Well, that's in many cases what these individuals are doing is that they or these businesses, I should say, what they're doing is that they are providing a service to you to complete what's known as an offer in compromise with the IRS. Now, offers in compromise are can be good when you can get them accepted, but not all offers in compromise are accepted by the IRS. And so that's where you need to just be very careful in working with any of these individuals. And at some point here in the near future, I'm hoping to have someone on who can discuss a little bit more about this tax representation area and being able to do uh, offers and compromise with the IRS because these are just very, very vital to do. But oftentimes when you file an offer and compromise, they can you can set up a payment arrangement through the offer and compromise with the IRS. The IRS accepts uh, the payments and you agree to make the payments over a certain period of time. Also, a nice deal is that if you have a, a collection notice and you owe the IRS less than $250,000, they have gotten to the point now where if you set up a payment arrangement with the IRS, they'll set up that installment agreement without you needing to provide a financial statement. So that is... Uh, that's good because a lot of times in the past they'd want you to fill out a whole bunch of forms, fill out all the stuff, provide a financial statement, but they'll now you now let you set it up without having to provide that financial statement. And also the online payment system can be very useful for the IRS. 
So you can get lower monthly payments perhaps. Maybe you can change your payment dates, try to make it a little easier for you. These are, again, some very nice uh, provisions that the IRS has helped. Once again, many of these only help those if you're actually able to pay your debts. But yet, it's nice that the IRS has made some of these adjustments for individuals there. Hopefully, at some point here, I'm looking forward to having someone on who can really get into more of these uh, tax these tax, tax representation area and helping to solve tax debts with the IRS. And one of the reasons this is going to become so important is because the new administration, it at least it gives the impression that they're going to be more... Uh, more on uh, building the IRS up to do even more enforcement so it could make it more of a challenge for individuals uh, in getting uh, tax debt settled. And so looking for someone quality to have you to help you with that is going to be even so much more important. In fact, though, what I'm going to recommend is that I sit here and visit with you and as we look at some of these information about the American Rescue Plan, is that it's no time like the present to actually start working on a process that can help you to even avoid getting into problems with the IRS. Well, how can you avoid getting into problems with the IRS? Well, of course, step one is to make sure all of your tax returns are filed on time and filed promptly. If you're behind, Get those tax returns filed, as I discussed in a prior show. Now, what can we do to help you to do this is, well, initially to get your tax returns filed, go through the process, look up everything, get all the information we need. And some of it starts, at least with us, it starts with a mutual exploration meeting, a meeting where we sit down together or we have a web meeting together, get to know about you get to know about your business, uh, help to set some uh, goals as far as where you want to be. And we know a lot of people in these challenging times are just so so wrapped up, so trying to get stuff done, or some are even trying to start businesses. Now, if you're trying to start a business, and some people have been very uh, entrepreneurial in these circumstances that we're in now, and boy, they're to be commended. Yet, at the same time, there could be a little bit of lack of planning there uh, if you're starting a business. And so that's where sitting down uh, with a professional like myself to help you to really get get to the meat of it and say, okay, what's going to be best for me tax-wise? I know how to, to build my widgets or to go out and perform my service but yeah, what's going to be good to help me to make sure my business stays successful and I stay good tax-wise? What's the best kind of tax entity for me to have? Am I good just being a sole proprietor to start my business? Or perhaps do I need to be an LLC or do I need to be a corporation of some type? Well, that's where having a partner uh, in business, helping you to do your business, helping you to learn about your business helping you to establish business and personal goals. Now, not only helping you to establish those goals, but also helping you to understand what you want, where you want to go, and then build on those plans. Yes, manage the steps, put together an action plan that helps you to reach these goals. And some of these goals can include uh, various uh, actions, such 
as uh, maybe you need a little bit of life insurance to help you to get through it. Maybe you just need to know what kind of deductions to take. Maybe you need to help in recognizing what kind of receipts you need or using a certain type of mileage log so that if you are doing some driving, you make sure you get the most deductions that you can. Because one area that people are really going to need a lot of help on, which is what we're really working to help individuals with, is the fact that there's talk of taxes increasing. And so now's the time to really look at developing a relationship, a good custom process with an individual, with a tax professional who can help you to muddle through this and to make sure your business is paying the least amount of tax possible or even on a personal level paying the least amount of tax possible using all the deductions that are out there. And certainly I invite you to a free discovery session with myself. You can call. Give me a call here. It's uh, 844-394-4287. Of course, email, which is successcashtracksfinancial.com. We do not accept uh, documents through email. Everything has to go through our electronic portal so that your information is secure and we keep those bad bugs out of our system. And we only we only want to work with people that we can give you a ton of value. And certainly that can be any one of you out there, as well as because when you sign up into our services, We give you the proactive solutions. You get access to uh, give a call at no additional cost when you enroll in our monthly programs. So it's a good deal all around helping you to reach the success that you would like to reach in your business and meet all of your tax obligations. Certainly we do. Again, thank you all for your time today. It has been wonderful. I'm going to look forward to speaking to you all again next week. Again, 9 a.m. Pacific, and I really appreciate and thank you for listening here to the Tax Answers Advisor with Marcelino Dodge on the Voice America Business Channel. Thank you for listening to the Tax Answers Advisor with host Marcelino Dodge. We'll be back again next Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll have more to share next week. 